Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 210. John and Wendy talk to Jackie Clayton. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I, I'm doing well. Hard to believe we are well. We are into March That's now. That's crazy. <laughs> and we are very excited to welcome back our friends at Namely yes. as sponsoring the month of March for the Social Hour. Love working with Namely. Love it. So I'm so happy that they're back with us. It has been a lot of fun to, as we remarked last year, they were the original sponsor yes, of the were. show and, and to be able to renew that relationship the way we have has been great. Make sure you check out Namely.com to learn more about them and their offerings. Mm-hmm. Speaking of offerings, Wendy, I think your daughters, or at least one of them has offerings that you want to discuss. Yeah, well, both of them are. Um, so it is my crazy time of year. It is Girl Scout cookie season. My house is filled with cookies. My car is filled with cookies. Uh, My life revolves around cookies for the next uh, several weeks. We're probably, uh, at the time of recording, we're at our second weekend of sales. Jessie and I saw uh, an interesting challenge online that she decided she wanted to jump in on. And it is getting a box of cookies donated from all 50 states. As of today, she has two states, or excuse me, three states covered. We have uh, Georgia, we have New York, and of course, South Dakota. So we have those three states covered. Uh, So we have a ways to go. Um, But if you are interested in being a part of this, you just have to donate one box. Uh, We'll put the link in the show notes. $5, not that much, um, to help her get to all 50 states. And hey, if we get a couple of extra countries in there, That'd be pretty cool, too. I think she'd be excited about that. Um, But both girls are selling. Maggie is also selling. They have some big plans for the summer. We've got several trips. We've got some camps that they want to go on um, and uh, learning a lot. So Jesse's troop will be learning archery, which is a little frightening, um, thinking of my 11-year-old with a bow and arrow. And Maggie's troop is actually starting to save up for a big trip to Savannah, Georgia. That will be um, a year from now in 23. Uh, So Maggie will actually have two big trips in 23 because she was also named as a national delegate to the National Conference for Girl Scouts, which is every three years. And in 2023, it will be in Orlando. And uh, so very proud of Maggie to uh, help represent North and South Dakota at that event. So Every box people buy help support those wonderful endeavors that the girls are doing. Oh, one other big little brag. Uh, Maggie's working on her gold award, which is like the Eagle Scout um, for Boy Scouts. And she is um, helping the Boys and Girls Club to create an art room for the high schoolers. Pretty proud of these girls and all of the great stuff that they're doing. I have to take some time to brag about it. We appreciate folks buying cookies, donating cookies. And sending them well wishes. That That's always good, too. So um, if you see local Girl Scouts, I always tell people, drop a dollar bill in their tip jar. It goes a long way. Well, considered Virginia covered, <laughs> I will make sure that happens. And, and I would say I would not be worried about the archery piece because you should look at it as you may have the next Kate Bishop in your that's, in your class. That house. is true. And she was uh, she was a big fan of the the Kate Bishop. Although, again, we kept calling her uh, Kate Bischoff in our house. but (laughs) 
we will definitely have links in the notes to help out and yes, buy some cookies, send them to someone that, that can use them and enjoy them yes, very much. Exactly. Speaking of enjoying things very much, I'm very pleased and enjoy that we got this next guest lined up. Yes. Really enjoy what she has been doing and putting out there, particularly her podcast, which we're going to talk a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Let's make the introduction to get started. I am super pumped to welcome Jackie Clayton to the show. She is the VP of Talent and DEI at Texio and co-host of Inclusive AF, a diversity, equity, inclusion, recruiting strategist. She is unapologetically black and her pronouns are she and her. So, so excited to welcome Jackie to the show. First question, Jackie, what is in your glass? My literal glass is full of Coffee, coffee. I'm, I'm full of my glass. In my um, my other glass, just right now, it's full of stress. I have a glass full of stress right Ooh, now. Oh, you gotta get rid of that There's one. So much going on. I know. I have one. to keep adding extra creamer. Right? It's kind of like I need. I keep adding extra creamer to go with the stress. A little whipped cream and a few marshmallows. Maybe you need something stronger than cream. Maybe you need need, need a little. Now, <laughs> that might be another show. <laughs> we should point out that we are recording off cycle here. It is, it's a morning time, so we don't necessarily abdicate for that. I'm, I'm sorry that you've got that cup of stress. That is the first time anybody said that on this show. Yes. As far as what may be in their glass. I'm sorry I'm that's sorry. okay. I know, but we're all dealing with it. And, and hey, you've got the right attitude about it, especially if you want to add marshmallows. I think that's great. <laughs> marshmallows and stress, hey, you know. Hey, you know, you get through it. You get through exactly. it. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Well, Jackie, again, we, we so much appreciate you being here and have been looking forward to this conversation. I have to ask, though, how exactly did you get your start in talent acquisition and human resources? I love that. So my joke is that I lost a bet. But what <laughs> I really did was um, when someone was looking for a recruiter, I had sales and technology on my background. So I started as a technology recruiter for Robert Half. And I encourage people that are really excited and think that they want to do this role to do agency work first. Um, a lot of times, especially the big companies, you know, your allegiances, your K-forces, you know, the, the bigger, bigger companies, you'll be looking at a, a structured training program to learn some of the ins and outs because there's so many pieces to this work that it's easy if you don't have a formal training program getting into here that you might forget little pieces. So I always encourage people to go that route and it's pretty hardcore. You'll know pretty quick if this is something that you, that you want to do for sure. Yeah, I think that is one way to, to dive into it. <laughs> Jump in with both feet in that case, for sure. So, Jackie, you've been in HR for a while. You've been you've been around. What do you see as the biggest issue HR is going to face in 22? I think we're still going to be probably the leveling playing field between who are we hiring and the fairness with equity and in, in salary is going to be the biggest piece because we're seeing, um, we know Colorado passed the law about um, putting out salaries. New York has a, uh, and P.S., not a lawyer, just letting <laughs> you know what I read from the paper. Um, I'm not Kate Bischoff. Uh, but as you, as you look at New York, you have to put the full entire range. Oh, wow. And so for some organizations that aren't as transparent, it's going to be the first time that they see OPS you don't get paid as much as somebody else, Mm -hmm. or we're paying higher now than we did before, or we haven't looked at this. And so they're going to have to um, 
some hearts are going to be broken. I think some people are going to be pleasantly surprised, but there's definitely going to be a shift and it's going to be something on top of the regular day-to-day work that I think we're going to see coming out. And we also get to see what our competitors, uh, our potential competitors are paying based on us. And so it's going to be um, difficult in putting total packages together for candidates on, on what we need to do. I just see that coming into play, which also leads to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as well. Oh, for sure. I I know I was talking with someone just yesterday and they're like, yeah, we don't want to share that yet because then everyone's going to know. And I'm like, there's your sign. sign. (laughs) Um, It's time to start putting that information out there. It's not proprietary information. So, but it is, it is a big shift in how HR has been practiced and, and will be practiced. Yes. And I, I, I think it's, it's, again, like I did say, that's your sign. And even when we went to posting it, we had posted it already for years internally at Textio. But then when we started posting it on the actual job post, um, the day before uh, talking to our head of people, they were like, do you think anybody is going to get mad? And I said, maybe. And we just sat in silence and stared at each other. And she goes, okay. <laughs> you know, like, same thing when we didn't like, you know, fully cover 100% pet insurance. There's some people that get upset, right? There's always going to be somebody. Right. That's the fun part of working with people. You can't please everybody. <laughs> you're just not, that's you're right. not going to. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's probably hitting the nail there is that that's where we've tried to be for so long is we have to try and please everybody. So we end up pleasing nobody. And I think that, that's I think right. that's the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Jackie, you'd mentioned that looking at salaries and being more transparent there, that the opportunity is there to address diversity issues, concerns that have come up. I think it's interesting. So you lead not only talent acquisition, but also the DEI efforts with Textio. How do those two areas complement? And then are there pieces and parts that conflict? And how are you working through that process? Yes. So um, thanks for asking that question. When I looked at how I could be doing all this work, uh, like prior to here, I really worked with organizations that have done everything that they could for to find candidates from underrepresented groups, but it just wasn't working and they couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. And so we would implement these programs. Primarily, I work with um, talent acquisition folks and then it wouldn't transfer over with the same initiatives with people that are looking at diversity at at the organization. I realized that one bad hire can completely undo everything that the diversity and inclusion person just set forth, right? They could have an initiative that they are looking at the overall picture of the organization and those things can sometimes be mismatched. The other part is that you have to have some um, understanding of what is fair? How are we paying people so that when things come up, you can easily tell people what is our, our, our salary philosophy? Because of a lot of organizations, the diversity and inclusion person may, we're seeing more now that they're reporting up to the CEO or in operations more than you do in HR, which means you're not welcome in HR because it's just too hardcore information. Um, You're not having to sign people's paychecks. And so it was really important that we were able to see, to get it fixed wholly. We had to look at how we were hiring. What are we hiring? 
the ability to partner with the people folks to look at, are we giving equal benefits? Do we have that for people that are underrepresented? How are we treating people? And then be able to have a full insight, like a 360 view into the organization on how we are making decisions to be able to have real impact. Because it wasn't going to do any good for me to go in to hire a diverse team without dealing with any of the iniquities or any of the challenges that brought the organization here in the first place. And sometimes that's just location, right? Maybe our headquarters is in um, Des Moines, Iowa, and you're looking at a limited candidate pool. And then sometimes, you know, like, what do we need to change? And how can we do this? What does the candidate pool look like? And that was the other piece. I used to, um, Textio, where I work, is headquartered in, in Seattle. And the previous company I worked for was based in Seattle. And then you have your Starbucks. You know, there's an offshoot of Adidas. There's an offshoot of, of Nike and Amazon, right? All these companies said that they were going to increase diversity and inclusion by 30%. And I was like, there's literally 25 black and brown people in the whole state. <laughs> so somebody's not going to do it. I mean, it's just like, you know, and I said, it's really easy to say when you don't see the actual impact that the whole rest of the United States, and I'm talking about like just a short drive down the road, the demographics are completely different in Portland. And then you go down to Sacramento and it's like you're making these huge claims and you might think it's really easy because you don't deal with it on a regular basis. Anyway, so I digress as I keep going, but. <laughs> Was there a question? <laughs> Wait. So <laughs> that's why it was important to do TA and diversity and inclusion to make sure that we are moving at the same pace and that we can be realistic in our expectations of our hiring managers and make sure they're getting the support they need as they learn how to support people from underrepresented groups as well. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it just it, it, it does. It's interesting. I don't, I, you don't see it out there very much. Um, so I like that. I like that you've done that. Well, thanks. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like, you know, a year from now and then a year from now and how, how you've been able to progress and, um, and keep it moving. So very cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. <laughs> what was in my cup again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is where sometimes it's limiting to not have video for the, right? I think your face. Yes. Well that think. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, so Jackie, one of the things that we love to do is talk with other podcasters and uh, you and Katie Van Horn have a podcast together called Inclusive AF. I have to like plan when I listen because I get the giggles listening to you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you got started with the podcast and then what's been the best thing to come from it. So I, I knew Katie through like the speaking circuit, right? I would see her around and I was really interested in her work. And I found it really curious as her being a white woman and, and looking into the world of diversity and inclusion. Something had come up that what I was really, really curious about. And for years, and you see it all the time, you see um, black women can, being like, people always ask me all the time to speak for all black people, Right. But then I had to ask a question about the white experience specifically as it as it relates to diversity and inclusion. And I had barely known Katie because we started having these conversations years ago. And I called her and I was like, you're a white woman. Can I ask you a question? And she goes, um, are you asking me to speak on behalf of all white women? And I was like, yeah. 
And she goes, okay, I don't even remember the question. And so then I felt better after I had the conversation, I was like, oh, but part of it is that I felt safe Mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to damage my brand or I wasn't going to damage the organization or my career by asking this question. And by, I felt like it was a safe place. Like she wasn't going to be like, Jackie asked me this question. Like I felt safe in asking her. And so it wasn't like, um, probably two weeks later, she asked me a question. And so then we realized we had done that for a couple of years. And then we were like, you know, we should really record these conversations <laughs> because we are, you know, diversity air quote experts and we are having these challenges. Mm-hmm. How many other people are having the challenge? So if you do listen to the show, if it sounds like you're just listening to me and Katie have a conversation, we literally were just mm-hmm talking about whatever is going on and that's how it started and that and here we are like 56 episodes later not in the 200s yet we'll be there we emulate to be like you guys but that's how that started and that's what I love about about your conversation is it's just a conversation between you two and that's what that's what I love um, about about your podcast what what's been something really cool that's come from your from doing the starting the podcast I think one of the things that's been cool is that we've been able to talk to people all across the board. Like we've talked to people who identify as drag queens or identify as um, moms, members of the LGBTQ community, people who are disabled, indigenous people, like different groups, you know, fashion designers, like all these different groups. It's been cool to have that opportunity to speak to all these different people and share their experiences. Um, so that part's been cool. And it's also been interesting to learn about different solutions that people are finding to the challenges of diversity and inclusion. And just to, it just brightens my own world to just have these conversations, you know, I just feel, cause you know, when you listen to a good podcast, like y'all's podcast, you're just like, you don't feel alone anymore. So I'm glad that we can do that. And I and I also think that it's been great watching people respond to the show. And, you know, you'll be looking in the other direction. And you're like, I think we're the only ones listening. And so it's it's always great when someone's like, oh, I hear this. And you're like, yay, a person listen. So it's a lab- it's definitely a labor of love. I tell people a lot, it has to be a labor of love. And when it is, it's going to be good. It's going to have an audience. But it is awful lonely sometimes when you don't get <laughs> oh, yeah. feedback. And that's oh, yeah. 200 episodes in, 50 episodes. Kudos to you for 56. That's I mean, awesome. you've beaten the odds majorly. You know, so many people get to, they don't even get to 10. I'm always thrilled when I see other people in our space that not only are doing it, but then continue. And that's that's a testament to what you're doing and that you have an audience and that you're engaged. But yeah, it, it gets lonely. I think Wendy and I can speak to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In terms of that, not hearing much sometimes. Isn't that funny? It's like no one's listening. <laughs> One of the things that we've done in the last bit of time is start sourcing questions from previous guests to help us and make our lives a little easier. And in this case, Sarah Noel Wilson asks, what has become clearer for you now than two years ago? One thing that's become clearer is that this is a really, working with diversity and inclusion is a really complex personal experience. And in no other item in business are we do we take something that is so core and personal and then try to level set, even though everybody's mm. at a different place, right? 
it's like having an arm wrestling contest at work and trying to say, okay, we all want to do it at the same, you know, strength. Okay. And then some people, they work out all the time. Some people don't work out. And then you realize, wow, you know, as soon as you think you haven't figured it out, you don't. It's just very complex and personal. Um, And so helping people do that has become very clear, a lot more clear in the last couple of years. And some people don't want to, has become very clear in the last two years. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Sosar Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. The role of HR has changed drastically over the last couple years, with remote work on the rise, constantly changing compliance requirements, and a historically competitive talent market, making sure your team is supported in their work and community is more crucial than ever. That's why you need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that offers everything you need to set you up for success along with dedicated support, giving you all the help you need to help your team. Namely helps you easily adapt to the ever-changing workplace and maintain a great employee experience, whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, with onboarding, performance management, and intuitive benefits enrollment all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely can streamline your payroll, time tracking, and vacation requests so you can be everyone's favorite HR leader, no matter how large your company grows. Companies are built on people. Don't let either fail. Get the support you need and learn more about making the switch to Namely today by going to Namely.com. Thanks again to Namely for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back, Jackie. It is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Forensic psychologist. Ooh. That's a new one. That is a new one. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I found it. Fascinating. Wow. I used to watch like 60 minutes. <laughs> I would be like, why is this happening? You know, because I mean, I don't want to share my age, but I'm of the age where it's like, <laughs> dad wanted to watch 60 so minutes. So you're watching we were it, all yeah. watching 60 yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, why? And he'd be like, you know, that's a forensic psychologist. Maybe that's what you want to do. So that I've always, and I still, I think my husband thinks I want to be a forensic psychologist as I listen to like, you know, 2020 while I'm in bed, like, oh, what's going on? You know. Jackie, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Tara Robinson from, uh, she's based out of Canada, a diversity and inclusion professional. Fascinating, really doing the work and shares really good content. You can follow her on um, LinkedIn and um, Twitter. She's really active on both of those things. And I know it's a common name, but you'll be able to find her. Awesome. Jackie, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Just be patient. <laughs> oh, and you don't have to work weekends. It'll be fine. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Jackie, how do you enjoy giving back to the TA or HR community? I really think I do um, through the podcast and sharing articles and offering uh, advice is one way that I like to give back. But just being there, an ear and an advocate for people in our field. What is your favorite movie? You know, I think it might be Encanto right now. Love that movie. I've seen it three times. I literally cried every single time. It's a freaking cartoon. And we don't talk about Bruno. I don't understand. 
Like that song's in my head at least once oh, a day. Yeah. Every time I go to pick up my daughter from school, I'm it, I'm singing it because we've listened to it so many times when I'm picking her up from school. So it's just a muscle memory at this point. <laughs> I, 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 yes. And I just feel like so many of us identify in looking at all of those things of this fantasy world within reality TV that you have to be something special and that you just luck into mm-hmm. it. Like you either have it or you don't. And to the the message of, no, you're still special. You're just different. And your specialty is different, like really resonated with me. And I would cry right now, but I worked really hard on my makeup. So I can't see it. And I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> We've had tears on this show before, Happy. I'm not crying. <laughs> You're not recording the video. We wouldn't yeah, tell anybody. It's a busy day. Love it's a busy day. What's your favorite or your most memorable live performance you ever attended? <laughs> Phantom of the Opera? Ooh. And the reason I laugh is because, like, I love Broadway and I love New York City, but the person with me didn't know, like, the, the scene where the chandelier falls. Mm. Literally <laughs> screamed bloody. Like, literally thought they were going to die and grabbed the person next to us. <laughs> It was like, I thought we were all going to, like, can you imagine if you really thought the chandelier was falling oh my like, right on your head? Yeah. Wow. I would pay money just to see people. I, I Like, I ask people now, do you know anything about it? No. Oh, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I've been able to get, really relive the magic, but that was like, yeah, <laughs> the most. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I, you know what? I've never seen it live, so we'll have to go together so that you can, yeah. Watch my reaction. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so, Jackie, if you could be on any TV show, either as a character or yourself, what would it be? I really, I think I would be on Oprah. And we'd have to go back a couple of years. And I wouldn't want it to be too serious. Like, maybe, like, it helps slice bagels. But just to be <laughs> in, like, the greatness I, I love that. If I had to be, if it was like a not, uh, like a kid's show, I would think Romper Room because she never said Jackie ever. <laughs> and it's time. It's time. <laughs> I remember that from your conversation with Sarah yesterday on, uh, on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was like, they ne- never said Jackie. <laughs> Magic mirror my eye. <laughs> It's recently been announced Jackie Clayton Day all around the world. What are we going to do to celebrate? We're going to eat pizza, tacos, and drink Corona. Ooh. Lots of limes. Lots of limes. Okay. Yes. I like it. In fact, I think we maybe I should put that in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you right need now. in your cup. You need a little Corona Again, and lime. Again, we, we, we're not going to advocate either way. <laughs> Don't judge. No judgment. There's no judgment here. There's no judgment here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, Jackie, as you know, we are outsourcing some of our work here. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? I would ask if they didn't have any of the any software, if software didn't exist, how would they do their job? Ooh, interesting. No software. Really curious. Going, we're going back there. Yeah, back. taking it to the streets. Yeah, because going back to the streets. I, mean, I, I, my first recruiting job was paper applications. 
same yeah. so, faxed, faxed, faxed on a roller yeah. that you had to tear. If you didn't get there, yeah. you grabbed somebody else's resume. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but yeah. there were no scissors by the fax machine. I never, there's never scissors there. Yeah, it's, wow, flashbacks. Probably that PTSD <laughs> from that. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, if the, who their favorite boss? Tell me about your favorite boss. Oh, two for one there. Jackie, you probably won't be able to see it, but your question has been added to the book, so it will be asked very, very soon. I can't thank you again enough for being on the show. Appreciate so much the conversation that you're leading out in the out in that out in the world and that we're part of. And for the record, as somebody that started in staffing, I totally agree. <laughs> if you, you want to get your feet wet, that's a great place yeah. to do it. I can remember the big old bulletin board way before yeah. paper where everything was mm -hmm. written on the board. I'm going to work under the assumption that many of our listeners are probably already connected with you, but for those that are not best way for them to reach you out there, to get to the inclusive AF podcast, anything and everything to get in touch. As Wendy can attest Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Jackie Clayton and on LinkedIn at Jackie Clayton. I'm on one of those two things. And I ha do a show called But First Coffee on Thursday mornings. And so if you can't get me any other way, just bust up in the chat. Hit me in the DMs. We will have all that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to our friends at Namely for sponsoring this episode in the entire month of March. Be sure to check out Namely.com to learn more. And as for me, JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, HRSocialHourPodcast.Podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share. Whatever platform you're on, hit the follow, the I don't know. They all have something different, but follow us. You'll get that new episode each and every week and you'll be able to get, get access to the show. International listeners, we want to have you take part, get in touch. However you feel so led, we'd love to have you as part of the conversation, but it's easier for you to get in touch with us than it is to get in touch with you. Jackie, again, appreciate being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and... Network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.